Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Again, pretty rubbish result of rugby yesterday, wasn't it? It uh, didn't go the way we hoped or expected. Um, we had a good weekend, whatever you were doing, though. Today, we, we just want to continue on this theme of following Jesus in all of life. If you were here last week, we're going to be picking up just doing the second part of creativity. I did most of my teaching on this last week. I'm not going to take too long to go over or recap on much of that. I really encourage you to, to pick that up um, if, if you didn't hear it. Um, but this week, we want to leave as much space as possible to, to pray and minister uh, and release something within the body this morning we feel is really what the Lord's been leading us to do today. Um, we're going to do a short bit of a teach here at the start, um, and uh, we'll see where we go with this. Last week, as we entered into this, remember the reason why we're doing this series, Following Jesus in All of Life? Just a bit in bold is what it says in Romans 8. The Son stands first in the line of humanity He restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in Him. So for us, who've been saved and redeemed and restored by Jesus, we're saying that this is how we get to actually see what God's desires for our lives. What is it that we were originally intended and designed to be about? And we see it there in the person of Jesus. And we said this last week, you cannot live out into the ways of Jesus without living out the disciplines of Jesus. And so we want to live a disciplined life and, and prioritize those things. As we started into creativity, we recognized this is one of the, the, the results of the questionnaire that a third of the people in the church considered themselves not to be creative. <laughs> they said that they did not consider creativity to be something for them. And so last week, all we simply did was we tried to just bring a teach that just hopefully renewed part of our thinking, and that allowed us to see actually God's desire to release and for us to understand creativity is for all of us, not just for the arty people. And, uh, and, and as we went into this, this was the very beginning point of this, we recognized that as we open the pages of Scripture, Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created. We open up our Bibles to, the, to be presented with and faced with a creator God. And we looked at last week, it's just the reality. It's not just about that He is creator God, but He is creative God. He is constantly creating. He was not just creating in those first six days. Even as we go through the Old Testament, there were many creative things that He did in the journey of the children of Israel. As we look at the person and the story of Jesus, as Jesus was here, he was very creative in many of the things that he did as he taught, as he told stories and his healings, many different things. God is constantly creating. God is constantly trying to do new things in each and every one of our lives. And so when we get that under our head and we recognize, we're okay saying that God is created, our creative, he is creator God, then this is what Genesis tells us. That creator, creative God made us in his image is what we looked at. We are created. He created man in his own image. So in the image of God, he created a male and female. He created them. We were created in the image of creative God. And as image bearers, this is the result of this. We are now the ones who express the creativity of God. <laughs> this is for each and every one of us. This is the, the main thrust of, of where we got to last week. And where we finished off with this was just looking at the reality. The, the main part of how we outwork this creativity, he took Adam and Eve in Genesis 2.15. He sets them in the garden. And one of the main things he tells them to do is this, to work, to work the garden, to outwork your creativity, to outwork the purposes of God, these image bearers of God through which God wants to reflect his beauty here on earth. God wants to do it through your work, the things you do each and every day. And it's part of how he wants to release this. You were created to co-partner with God in this way. And so creativity in the workplace means that like Adam, this is what Adam was told to do. We draw beauty out of creation. We bring order rather than disorder. We bring life to people. We bring life to the different areas that God has us in. We draw out potential in people. We draw out potential in things. We, we look constantly for the new thoughts and the new ideas of God is constantly being creative and constantly seeking the new. This should be part of the thrust and the mindset that we go to. This is what it really means to be creative and so it's there for each and every one of us. The trouble is, so I'll flick over a few slides with this, but the trouble is, right, well, that's Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 and we get that. So there's creator God who created us in his image. We get into Genesis chapter 3 and the story suddenly takes a little bit of a shift. 
In Genesis chapter 3, we're introduced to the story of the fall, how the devil tempts Adam and Eve. And because of the fall, sin comes into the world. And because of sin, everything suddenly starts to get twisted. Everything suddenly starts to get distorted. Everything suddenly starts to bring the opposite of what God was looking for in the first place. Instead of bringing order, it brings a sense of disorder. Instead of drawing a potential of things, it suddenly wants to suppress things and other people for the sake of self. It is not seeking to bring beauty and life to other people. This is what sin does as a result of it. But what we want to look at today is actually this is what it means to think of this in a redeemed mind way because God wants to do the opposite. We, we know this, actually, as we continue to read in the story of Genesis, we are faced with this story about the Tower of Babel, how man, in, through his creativity and trying to make something great in this Tower of Grandeur, he wanted to draw attention to himself. He wanted to make a name for himself. And we see this, that this is what actually happened. The story of the Tower of Babel tells us about this. It tells us about the selfishness of man. It tells us about the destructive nature of man. And what Paul actually says this to the, to the church in Rome then. He says, since they thought, so this is about mankind, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Sin came into the world, but this... This is the beautiful point of what we just worshiped and celebrated this morning. As we've broken bread and we thank God for all that he has done, we do this in remembrance of Jesus. It reminds us that this is what Jesus has redeemed and restored to us. As those who are now reunited with Christ, we are in Christ, restored once again to the fullness of God and all that he has and all that he brings to us. We are restored once again to the original design that's upon us. And you're restored once again to the original glory that's upon us. And this is why God calls us, this was the last thing we looked at, his masterpiece. <laughs> you're the masterpiece of God. And that was the main thing we finished with at the end last week. And where we want to bring it today, because part of the feedback, we got a lot of feedback from last week, which was great. And a lot of people are really caught by that image and that idea about what it means that God could look at them, even in the midst of the brokenness, even in the midst of the disappointments and many of the things that present itself in our lives, that God could look at us and still call us a masterpiece because sometimes we struggle to call that ourselves. And what that filled us with, a sense of worth and a sense of de destiny um, upon us, because this is what Jesus has done. He has recommissioned us. But in this verse, this is what we looked at in Ephesians 2 verse 10, we are God's masterpiece. That is a great thing. And while it fills us with a sense of worth, we need to actually realize that there is a responsibility that comes with that. And this is what the rest of this verse says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us and you in Christ Jesus. So we can do the things he planned for us long ago. One of the translations actually says this, for we are God's workmanship or God's masterpiece. It says created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is what you need to recognize as God's masterpiece. He's good works for you to do. It's one thing to recognize and be filled with a sense of, God, thank you for loving me and thank you for seeing me in that way. But because God's, this is what God wants to release then through you, it's the good works that he has prepared for you and for all of us to be able to do. It's not just work for work's sake. We looked at this last week. There's a difference between being an employee who just clocks in for the sake of doing work. When you're a co-partner with God and one who's come alive in the ways of God, we want to work at all things as unto the Lord. This is what Paul says to the church in Colossae. Whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord. There's a different mindset and a different reality for doing this. Your work is part of your worship. And so if you open your Bibles, this is the main part we want to be at today. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 to 10 are the verses we really want to focus on. Well, it's one thing to recognize that this is what God has said and is desiring for us to grasp and to step into. This is what Paul says to the church in Ephesus. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Listen to what this is saying. There was a plan. 
There was a plan of God. This was always part of his plan. This was a plan that was even before the beginning of time. The plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church, so that through us, we are the church. The church is not just a building. We are the church through the church. The manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So just as we learn that God is a creative God, this is what we need to understand. The church should be a creative place. We, the church, should be a creative people. As we outwork that, Paul says in Ephesians 1, 17 to 18, we've been given the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the riches of his glorious inheritance. Part of the inheritance that is for us is part of this creativity. But this word, to have it in bold, right? This is what it says. The plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church, this word, the manifold wisdom of God might now be revealed. The Greek word for this word manifold is this. It's this word poikilos, I think is how you pronounce it, but it means this wrought in various colors. Another way of looking at this, with you add another prefix in with it, is this polypoikilos, I think it is, but it's this idea of kaleidoscopic intricacies was one definition. Many of you, when you were younger, or younger, our generation now, my kids would not have a clue what a kaleidoscope is, right? Because you don't have it on an iPad or your phone or on a device. But many of you, when you were younger, any of you remember kaleidoscopes? No, Mark, you were too, you're too young for a kaleidoscope, sorry. Yeah, and uh, with a kaleidoscope, you all know what it was like. You had the tube, and you looked through the hole. We used to have one, strangely, we didn't have one in the house, but we had one up at the caravan, mom and dad's caravan. When we went up, it was the thing I used to love. You got the kaleidoscope back, and you looked through it. There was a little hole, and you held it up to the light. And as you twisted it, and as you turned it, you know the images that started to be produced. It changed it again on another image. There was another color. There was another design. There was another beauty that came with it. And you turned it again, and there was something different. And you turned it again, and there was another image. I don't know how it kept us entertained for, for many hours, but it did. <laughs> Showed you how simple we really were back then. But it kept us entertained. It was like, oh, I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I was a very simple child. But this is the idea. This was the idea of, of what Paul is saying about the church. The manifold wisdom of God that we have to reveal is that we actually are meant to be the ones who bring beauty and bring color to the world. We display that on behalf of God. This is the word that's being used for this. It's almost like that through us, people should see something new and should see something different like that they've never seen before. Even though I'd used this kaleidoscope many times, there was a new image every single time that it was turned to something new about us and there's something beautiful and colorful about us as the church. This is what we're meant to be. But the reality is for us that while creativity is meant to be part of our purpose, this is one of the things that the enemy has been really clear that he has wanted to suppress and destroy in the church. Church history, as we reflect on it, it points to part of what has happened with us. When, when we look at periods like the Reformation, what actually happened during the Reformation because of much of the idolatry that happened around that time, much of the godlessness that was existing even within the church at that stage, what actually happened was that during the Reformation, much of the artwork, much of um, statues and different things like that got removed from the church. The reason why it happened, I, I would liken it almost to, there, there were good reasons for it, I suppose, in a sense. But what I would say with this is that almost the baby got thrown out with the bathwater with this one. What actually happened, if you, could, if you remember, even, even as you read the, the story of, in, in the Bible, the story of the children of Israel, the children of Israel, because there's so much rebellion, because there was so much idolatry, they got carried into exile. And when they came back from exile in Babylon, what actually happened was they were so intent that they were never again going to be carried into exile, that they wanted to defend themselves to make sure that they would not disobey the things of the Lord. And so what they did was they created really rigid barriers and parameters and lines, and they got the law, and the Pharisees were saying, we're going to legalistically follow this so that never again will we get carried into exile. And they restricted the freedom that God wanted to give to his people. Their, their motive probably initially was good, but what actually happened was that the enemy used it as a way to rob creativity from the people of God. It's exactly the same as what happened in church history. While the motive has been good in terms of much of the idolatry and different things that existed within the church, what actually happened was that while artwork and creative images and other creative practices within the church, what actually happened was because of a desire to protect such 
a rigid legalism was placed, put in place that actually creativity got pushed out of the church as well, and it got suppressed. And yet, what we need to recognize is that creativity is one of the things that we should be defined and known for. Within the church, we should be a creative people. In gathered church, when we gather like times like this on a Sunday, this should be reflected in our gathered environments. We, we should be creatively inspired in church. You should be creatively inspired in church. When you come in here on Sundays and during the week and other gathered environments in lots of different ways, so even through things like music and songwriting, through even the way that we communicate, this is one of the challenges to us who communicate from the front here and communicate in some of the kids and youth environments. There should be creative ways, just like Jesus did in our storytelling and visual forms of communication even around the building, there should be creativity in the decoration, the layout. There should be creativity in our youth and our kids' spaces. There should be flooded with creativity in those different ways. And yet we recognize that all of this, all of this needs the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to do it. One of the, one of the first people that we read of in the Bible who was filled with the Spirit was this man in Exodus. His name was Bezalel. He was an artist. He was a craftsman. He was someone who had a natural talent for these sort of things. But yet what happened was the Spirit of God came upon him. And there was a fresh release of Holy Spirit filled and inspired creativity upon this man. And everything that was naturally placed within him in terms of natural talents and ability, suddenly with the infilling and the empowering of the Holy Spirit because of the creativity, it took it to another level. And this is the man who made all the parts of the tabernacle, all the delicacies and the intricacies that went along with the tabernacle. He was responsible, not because just of his own abilities, but because there was a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit that came upon Bezalel to be able to do it. And Bezalel, what he is, is that he's a brilliant example of spirit-breathing life into a person and their natural ability. It's a, it's a reminder almost of, we, there's a story in the Bible in Ezekiel chapter 37 about the Valley of Dry Bones. When I, when I was in Bible college, um, this might have been a bit of a get out, but it was a bit of a creative idea as well. Part of our communication module, I had to write a, a, a piece on Ezekiel chapter 37. And what I thought I would do, I just, when I was reading and studying, I just kept having this image over and over and over again in my head. And so Instead of writing an essay, I got one of my friends to paint me a picture, and I submitted it instead, and, and, and this was it. And, and I have this in my office um, here in church, and, and this, this, this is what actually this picture, this is what I had, and so I know that in Ezekiel 37, the prophet is told there's a valley of dry bones, and he's told to prophesy to the bones, and says that the bones come together. And that there's sinews and there's tissues and there's fibers that come upon them. And then he's told to prophesy to the wind and prophesy to the breath. And the breath of the Spirit starts to come upon. This is the breath of the Spirit coming down in this way. This picture is meant to encompass the whole prophecy that comes with it. But as the breath of the Spirit comes upon it, you can see where it's touching first. Suddenly these are the bits that are being formed here. But what happens is that in the place of dryness and lifelessness, suddenly the army of God comes alive. These bones, they, they, they take on flesh, and then suddenly when the breath of God comes upon it, they take on life, and they stand up, and they're an army that's ready to fight. And this is the prophetic image that I feel that wants to be released in the room today. This is what I feel, actually. I'm going to pretty much stop speaking in the next while, and I'm going to ask some other people in a little while to come up, and we're going to pray for a release of this, because this is what I feel God wants to do with us in all of our different areas is that we would pray and believe that actually in the midst of, even while we can talk about that we're meant to be a creative people, for some of you, you feel that there's a real lifelessness in that area. You feel that there's a real dryness in that area. And yet this is what I feel God would say, prophesy to the breath this morning. We're going to speak and ask the Holy Spirit and prophesy and believe that once again that we could be the army of God and be the church that God has created us to be, that we would be the people that would bring the color and beauty to the world that God has called us to be in all of our different areas of life because we are the church. We are his masterpiece. We are his image bearers. This is always what it was meant to be about. We were his plan from the very, very beginning. Now that we have been redeemed and restored, this is what God wants to release us to be, the army that stands up we recognize, and this is why this is a reminder to me each day when I'm in my office and see it in the wall, this is why we just need to be asking, Holy Spirit, would you fill us afresh? Holy Spirit, would you breathe in us afresh? We can do this a bit in our own strength. Just like Bezalel, he had abilities and talents. 
but how much more when the Spirit of God is upon it. And what I would love us to do, firstly, before we're going to pray um, for each of your different areas that you're involved in in a little second, but what I would love us to do, firstly, this morning, I would love us to pray as a church collectively and in our gathered times like this, and I would love us just to have an openness this morning just to invite a freshness of the Holy Spirit into times like this. And, uh, and so what I would love you to do, if you feel comfortable, could you all stand for me this morning? We're going to be standing in different ways. You're going to be involved in the rest of this service. <laughs> could I ask specifically, if there's anybody involved with worship in the room, could you just come and stand at the front for me as well? If there's anybody, with worship, anybody in the worship teams. You guys come on up to the front here for a second, Tim, will you? All right. So just while those guys come to the front, what I would love us to do this morning, I would love us all just to, in this moment, before we go and look about your lives individually, but in moments like this, I would just love us just to declare an openness and a willingness just for the freshness of the Spirit every time we gather. We would just love to invite and have an openness and to surrender ourselves to a movement of God in these times. That we would not lo no longer be a people that out of a place of fear that would rest restrict the new things of what God is seeking to do, but that we would be a people that would be open to the whatever and the whenever and the however the Spirit wants to move in and through us. Because this is what it is. If we do all things as unto the Lord, not to draw attention to ourselves, then do that is true worship for us. And that's what we would just love to release this morning. And so if you feel comfortable, I'd love you to just close your eyes and just reach out your hands this morning. Spirit of the living God, would you fall afresh on us? God, thank you for the honor that it is to be your people. Jesus, thank you for the honor that it is to be your church. And God, we're sorry for the times when we have tried to restrict your freedom. We've tried to constrain you. God, sometimes they've maybe initially been out of good motives, but God, sometimes out of fear, God, or uncertainty. And God, as your people, we just want to say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. God, I just pray, Lord, that in all of our gathered environments, God, at times, God, like this on a Sunday, God, for our kids and our youth environments, God, at times throughout the week, God, and every time we gather, God, I just pray a fresh release of creativity be released amongst us. Thank you, God, that this is your desire for us as a people. God, I pray, Lord, for each one of our teams and ministries that serve in church. God, each one of God that is serving today, God will serve in the weeks ahead. God, I just pray a fresh release of new ideas and new ways be released. God, we don't want to just do things because of what has been happening before, but God, we just want to pray a fresh release. Holy Spirit, breathe upon us afresh, we pray. And God, I want to pray for our worship guys specifically this morning. God, I want to pray, God, that out of this house, new songs would rise. God, I pray that out of this house, new songs would flow in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray, Lord, that as these guys look ahead over the next month, and as they, I know they have a date set aside just to do songwriting, but God, I even pray, God, in advance of that, God, I pray that you will wake them in the night, God, Lord, and as they work during the day, God, I pray that their lives would be a song in itself. And God, I pray that songs, God, for this time and this moment out of this house would rise, God, Lord, songs that would glorify your name. And God, I just pray, Lord, that you would raise, God, just a purity and a freedom, God, in the expression of worship, God, as we gather at these times. God, this is for your glory. Jesus, this is your church. We are your people, God. And God, we just pray, God, that we would just know when to get out of the way and Holy Spirit, let you be what you need to be. And so we just say, come, Holy Spirit. We welcome you afresh. We are your people. Come and have your way with us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take a wee seat for me a wee second. And so while we, we, we love to pray for a fresh release of it in here, we recognize that this, this isn't going to change our society necessarily, just us coming on a Sunday. Yes, it will by our prayers. But this is why we are the church when we go out of this place. And you're the church when you're about your work. And you're a church when you're about your daily lives every single day. And so what we would love to do in just these last 10, 15 minutes is we would just love to just pray for each of us. We're talking about we can either be the gathered church or the scattered church as we scatter. We'd love to pray for each of you separately today. Because here's, here's the truth, and we know this. 
you just got to switch on the TV to see this. You look outside, you look around us, even in our town, you can see this. Our nation, our city, our town is desperate for fresh creativity. It's desperate for the imagination of God to be released. It's desperate for the imagination of God to be expressed in our everyday lives and bring in the beauty and everything that it's meant to be. And uh, so we would love to do that. And just love to ask us, imagine this. Imagine what would happen. So it's the Spirit of God, as we prophesy to the breath today, it's the Spirit of God. What would happen if the Spirit of God and the breath of God was to come upon business and retail today? the new business ventures, the new startups that would speak into the areas where there's lack and there's never been. Imagine into the businesses and into retail where there's sticky moments where things haven't been progressing. They've maybe, they've maybe stalled and it's been stationary, but imagine there was new ideas, there was new, there was new systems, there was new thoughts that were being put in place. Imagine that flowed through you because that's the creative imagination of creative God. Imagine if in the arts and in the music industry, if in a redemptive way, just to release even what we've prayed for our worship guys. Imagine if it happened out there. Imagine within the city, if the creativity of God came upon it. Imagine within media, if even what's reported by media outlets, imagine if the creativity of God came upon it, not just in the truth, in the truthful way that they would communicate, but imagine in, in the new dynamic creative way of being able to do that. Imagine for graphic designers, imagine for, for people, even movie makers, in this day, in this culture, for times like this, videographers, people where there's just a real fresh creativity at this time that engages with society. Imagine being able to engage and release the kingdom through those ways. Imagine in the community sector, get our heads around this, where government, government involvement's getting smaller, budgets are being restricted. This is why we need to release a fresh creativity of imagination upon leaders within the, within the community sector. Imagine within education, Imagine with an education of teachers and headmasters and board of governors could, could come alive with fresh ways, would suddenly see education filled with color. Imagine that kaleidoscope picture and analogy over every school in this province. Imagine that the kids would enjoy coming to learn because of the life-giving, flowing power of the Holy Spirit and breath of the Spirit that was alive in every school. Imagine if that was your school to be at, and imagine if you're a student that you could bring that with you. Imagine if you're a part of agriculture and you're part of the construction industry, what new ideas and thoughts could be brought into that. Imagine if you're retired, if you're unemployed, if you are a stay-at-home parent or carer. Imagine what new ways and new thoughts with the space that you have. Imagine with the creativity and the breath of God upon you that you recognize that this is part of the responsibility still for you and that the greater things have yet to come. Retired doesn't mean that you're finished. It means that you're just stepping into the next season and the next moment. And this is what we need to pray for the fresh creativity and release of the Spirit. And so that's what we're going to do. And so that's me pretty much done. So I, I've asked some, some people here this morning if you guys wouldn't mind coming to the front. And what we're going to do, I have, listen, this is not an exhaustive list. So in the very last one, I'm going to ask if your industry, your area hasn't been mentioned, just stand up. <laughs> we'll pray for everyone here today. But what we're going to do, we're just going to put some words on the screen, just different areas of industry of work. I recognize that some people aren't employed, but it might be part of your main daily activity. And if, if this includes you, what I would love you to do is for you to stand where you're at this morning. And as you stand, I would love us just to minister together. I would love you to just place a hand on someone who's standing around you. And, uh, and as you do that, I, I, some of these guys, I've, I've already asked them specifically just for words, just to be released this morning. And so they're going to do that. Phil, have you the microphone there? Could you grab a microphone? They're, they're going to do that. They're going to, they're going to, if there's anything prophetic to release and declare this morning, they're going to prophesy. They're going to pray for a release of breath this morning and fresh creativity of God as we do it. So the first one is this, business or retail. If you're involved in this area, I would love you just to stand this morning. Let's, let's, keep, let's keep moving this as quickly as possible. We have quite a lot to get through in, these, in this last while. So if you're involved in business or retail, stand to your feet this morning. All right, so... Before Phil starts to pray for these guys, if, if there's someone standing around you, there's quite a few down at the back here. All the business people are down at the back. Um, 
could you go and put your hands on them, please, if you're sitting around them? Let's just place hands. Phil's going to pray and release something. So let's not have anyone standing on their own here. Let's, let's be the church. Let's be mobile. Let's move. Let's get around them. We're going to be doing this for the next 10 minutes or so, so let's get comfortable with this. Phil, away you go. Okay, God, just thank you for these men and women. Thank you for industry. Thank you for business, retail. Father, we just thank you for people who carry integrity into the house of God and into the, into the marketplace. Father, we pray your anointing upon them. We pray, God, those fresh creative juices to flow in them afresh, yeah. God. Lord, I pray against any dryness or any stillness. I pray, God, against any um, even formalities or just rigidness that has tied them into a, a system maybe that always has been. Lord, I just pray that you would give them a fresh um, vision. I pray, Father, that you would just speak words of life and words of creativity into their souls right now. And Father, I pray for a release of the Holy Spirit into their businesses. I pray for a release of the Holy Spirit into their homes and into their minds. And I pray, Father, for a release of finance. Lord, I pray for a release of finance. Father, I thank you for these men and women, Father, that you've given the authority to and given the willpower to create business and retail environments. And so, God, I just pray a release of kingdom finances into their businesses right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just give them, um, we know that it takes a steady hand to hold full cups. And so, God, I just pray that their cups will run over. I pray, God, that their cups will run over with blessing and with fervency. So bless them, we pray this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. If you are involved in education or you're involved in the health system, healthcare, I would love you to stand to your feet right now, please, for me. So if you're involved in education or healthcare. Okay. So as, as I prayed into this, I probably had um, a bit of a prophetic unction from the Lord. So as well, if you are um, a child in here as well, can I ask you to stand alongside these guys too? So if you're at school or you're at university, can I get you to stand up as well, um, please? Because this is for you, because I really felt like God was saying to a generation for the 15 plus up to third year at university, that at this moment in time, you are significant in this nation, that God is educating you right now and he is schooling you and that you carry within your heart um, significant change and you will see the, the affairs of this nation change in your generation. But God's asking something from you this morning and the, what I had was the person of Daniel. Daniel was sent into exile and had to learn in the culture of the Babylonians, but he never forgot who he was and he he never turned away from God's ways. And when the king said to him, Daniel, eat at the table, Daniel said, no, I'm not doing that. And God favored Daniel, gave him visions, gave him dreams, and he was beginning to be able to walk alongside a king that saw a nation's destiny changed. And so for you as a generation of young people, I just feel like God is asking you this morning, will you resolve to say no, to be set apart for me? It's tough at school, it's hard, but I am with you and I want to see you set apart for me. So God's just asking for you this morning, will you choose to give him your yes and to follow in all of your ways with him? So I'm going to pray that over you right now. Um, so Father, I just bring these young people before you, Lord, in this house. And Father, we That's just cool. really pray, Lord, we stand alongside them at a time when it is so difficult in a culture that is so anti you, Lord. I thank you for their voice. I thank you for the influence they are in their peer group, Lord. Father, I just really pray that right now, Holy Spirit, that you will come and you will empower them to say no, that you will enable them to stand firm in RE lessons when it's really tough, that you will enable them to have influence with their friends, that they will share Jesus in places that we can never go. Father, protect them because they carry the future of this nation in their hands. So Lord, we pray that you will rise a hedge of protection around them. And Lord, that you will rise them up. Lord, help us to walk alongside them and to bring them out, Father, because they will lead change in this nation. In Jesus' name. I also felt for those of you who this morning are in education, um, I just really felt like the, the word that I got was from Joseph. And I felt like God was saying, you're positioned um, for such a time as this. 
And actually, um, Joseph was given the strategy for 14 years of famine. Uh, it was going to hit a nation. And I feel that the strategy for education and for health, which are so parallel, the problems almost are similar in our nation. And I just feel like some of you, God already has you positioned because he's going to give you the strategy and the influence because you already are the voice. And God's just asking you, it's time to step up. It's time that's heating up out there. And God's saying, I need you to step up and to be the voice. So Father, we just release visions. We release dreams. And we release, Lord, the opening of doors, Father, of influence. I pray for those in this room right now in education and health who carry difference and who carry your voice and who carry kingdom strategy, Lord. Position them alongside the people, Father, to bring change in our education and health systems. And Father, I just really pray this morning for teachers and classroom assistants who are working with difficult children. I just really pray children that are locked up, Lord, and can't learn at this moment in time, Father, I just pray that you will give them strategy every day from kingdom, how to unlock the minds of those children. So Father, we just pray for complete release of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. If you are part, uh, you work within or involved within finance or law in any way, um, you stand to your feet for me. Two or three people in the room. Why don't people get around them there? Stu, you can stand as well. Get it doubled under. <laughs> All right. Work where you go. So we just want to bring focus to this. So finance could be an accountant, it could be a bookkeeper, it could be someone um, who is um, looking after personal finances and helping steward your money, helping with uh, uh, pensions, helping with savings plans, helping with all of that sort of stuff. And then we have the legal side where it's solicitors, um, uh, legal PAs, etc., etc. So let's just pray. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you that finances are nothing of us. We are merely, merely conduits of heaven, allowing your riches to flow through our hands. So we think, Lord, of the businessmen who are creating the finance and generating the finance. We're thinking of the retailers who are, who are creating products and selling it to generate finance. And then we think of those amongst us who are helping those people steward those finances. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would give um, those represented here in accounting and bookkeeping, we ask you, Lord, that you would give them keen eyes to ensure an integrity and a purity mm. for everybody that they represent. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would give them creativity an understanding in their minds to understand our tax laws and our accounting procedures that we have to be responsible to the government. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that in the midst of that, that they would see and they would understand everything that would keep all our personal finances and all our businesses completely legal and integral in everything they do. We ask you, Lord Jesus, for those of us in finance that uh, are looking after, like Stuart here, who's looking after people's finances and investing on their behalf. We ask you, Lord Jesus, for this man that you would give him an anointing on his life that he would understand every aspect of the funds that he is recommending. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would give him eyes to see things that he may not want to invest people's money in. We ask you, Lord Jesus, you would give him... Um, avenues to explore that would actually be of a blessing and a multiplication of the finances that he has asked to steward. We ask the Lord that you would just place a trust upon his life that people know that he's doing um, his best for them. We ask you, Lord Jesus, for all involved in finance, and we ask you, Lord, that you would bless it abundantly, that what may flow through us may be multiplied by these people that um, it would be for your benefit and for your glory. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, for our, our law keepers, those that are keeping us safe, those that are, are keeping things legal and above board, those that are um, defending um, issues, those that are standing up for our rights, so those that are transacting properties and transaction and in, in deals of property. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would help them navigate our legal system. 
We ask you, Lord, that you would give them ways to streamline and that you would give them ways to navigate these things. We ask you, Lord, that you would place an anointing upon their life to simplify the language that is confusing to the rest of us. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would give them a simplicity in all they do and in ways to do the things they do, that it may not be complicated and that it may be simple and straightforward and efficient. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would bless those who are representing our legal causes in Jesus' mighty name. Moving, let, let's go just briefly on to the next one. Media, the arts, sport. If any of you are involved with that, let's just stand and we'll pray for you this morning. Anybody? Sharon's. Media, the arts, sport, anyone in the room? Um, right. Yeah. Okay, so I just really felt like God was reclaiming this and saying that the arts and all of that, that he is the creator God, and I felt that there has already been an awakening of some of you who have realized that you have skills in this. Maybe some women in the room who have been creating. It's maybe become a business and a hobby. But I actually feel like God is saying that there's healing in this for the broken because it actually unlocks the Father heart of God. So that may resonate with some of you. So I'm just going to pray release of that. So Father, I just thank you for those that create. Thank you for how you use hands, how you use words. And Father, those that are involved even in sport, Lord. And how, Father, those create communities and they create connections, Father. And Lord, I just really pray for a releasing of this to bring healing, Father, that how through people using their hands, being involved in sport, Father, it actually does a spiritual healing as well. It begins to unlock something. So Father, we just really pray that your creativity and what you desire to do this, through this, Father, will be awoken and it will have breath and it will go and it will move and it will unlock the broken who can't see or hear you, but will open a whole new dimension of the Father heart of God to people who are hurting in Jesus name Amen alright just a couple more um, agriculture construction anybody involved with agriculture or construction stand to your feet great good I just really sense in this one um, you know it's like your clothes you know if you keep them long enough somebody's saying I know that so, but if you keep them long enough the, the fashion comes round again well, I grew up in a society that, you know, my dad used to say if the farmer wasn't doing well, nobody was doing well because we, we, our country was built on a farming community and upon construction. And it seems that that has ebbed, you know, but I just sensed last night praying for this, that there's a flow coming again in this. You know, I, know I watched the program lately. I think the average age of farming now is like 53, 54 which says a lot. So I just think there's something in this again. So God, I just pray for those involved in the farming community, for those involved in construction. I pray, Lord God, your blessing and your anointing upon them, Lord. I pray against the stresses and strains of God, even of the last decade and all the things that maybe the pressures that have come against them. And Father, I just pray for a turn. I pray, God, that you would turn the tide in construction and in agriculture. And I pray, God, that you would just uh, redeem that, Lord, redeem what has been taken and redeem what has been stolen. So, God, we just pray prosperity and pray strength um, and diligence into these men and women that are standing right now in this framework, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're involved in civil service or anybody in the emergency services... Stand to your feet just briefly for us, just that we pray for you this morning. Some new recruits to the emergency services as well in the room. All in behind us here too. Same, same, Tony. All right. Why don't you get around them? Lauren, away you go. Um, just uh, for, for those in the civil service, I really felt the Lord imparted my heart, Joseph, and how Joseph, because of the favor of the Lord that was upon Joseph, Potiphar raised him up. He raised him up to be head of his household, which is the economy, and local. He raised him up then to take over his administrative business as well. He raised him up to look after the fields and the crops and everything that he looked after, he blessed. And that is my desire this morning to pray that over you, that wherever you find yourself within the civil service, that you will know the blessing of God upon you. And that as you walk and move in the blessing of God, others will see it. And as they see it, then that blessing will come upon the departments 
that you're involved with because these departments reflect on the rest of us within society. So, Father God, I just thank you for every person within the civil service that is standing here at this moment in time. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would just release your spirit to give them wisdom, to give them revelation, to give them knowledge on how to move forward with policies and procedures, how to move forward with... with um, lines of uh, departmental red tape. Lord, I really feel that's a big struggle at the moment that people want to do so much, but because of red tape. So Father God, I just come in your name and I ask that that red tape would be just bound and cut now and that those people that you have placed for this moment and this time will be released to walk into those administrative abilities. So thank you for every person that's standing here now, Lord, in Jesus' name. For those who are on the frontline services, for the emergency services, I just pray a good smile and spirit over you. I just thank you for your compassion that takes you out into situations that many of us would run from. Father God, I just pray for protection over their minds. I pray, Father God, that you would just keep them safe as they head out to situations they're not even sure they're going to be able to contend with. Father God, I just pray for wisdom there as well, Father God. I pray, Father God, that as they arrive in different situations, that, Father God, you would be their first point of call. Father God, for every person in the emergency services, Lord, I pray that your blessing would be upon them, that your protection would be upon them, and that, Father God, that they would be the administrative uh, um, person, the angel. I see you as the angel of God in those situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Um, last, last two, and then we're going to release people to get their kids while we just finish worshiping. Firstly, retired, unemployed, stay-at-home parent or carer. Paul, you're going to take this one. If that's you, if, that's, if this is your category, so if you are retired, if you are unemployed, your stay-at-home parent or carer, could you stand to your feet this morning? Okay, let's get around these people. Paul, where you go? Father God, we pray, Lord, for everybody standing. Father God, we pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would fall upon the retired, the unemployed, and stay-at-home, Lord, whatever one that is, Lord. And Father God, I just pray, Lord, for hospitality, Lord, at this time. I just feel that there's there's power in that household as, as you share hospitality of a cup of tea and a bun, Lord, that there's, there's power as you're actually witnessing to other people, and that, whether that's friends or families, whether that's loved ones, whether that's your neighbors, to reach out to your neighbors beside them, that there's power and authority at this time. I just pray that God has you in that place at this time. We just, we just anoint it. We just give you authority to bring salvation into that household at this time, Lord, wherever that place is. And just... For the unemployed, we pray, Lord, that you would bring jobs into that area, Lord. Pray, Lord, there'll be the right position and the right uh, jobs in, the, in this town, Lord, that we can prosper Lurgan and prosper the people as well, Lord. It's really important that we prosper the people, Lord. And Father God, we just ask, Lord, for strength and wisdom, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'd move forward in these times, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, there'll be a, a flood of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to move in these areas. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, final final one. And this is going to be where we get anybody who hasn't been covered <laughs> to stand. Community voluntary sector and anybody involved in a more full-time ministry sense of things. So if you work in a church setting, a faith-based organization, a parachurch organization. So community voluntary sector, ministry, and anybody who their category has not yet been covered because it's the last one. Stand to your feet. We just love to pray. And then we're just going to worship off the back of this. So. Let's get around these people standing, can we? It's just hard to pray for the diversity that is in this. But I think the overarching thing that the Lord says to me in it is, um, you all are a significant way that people look towards to see the kingdom come amongst us. It can be done through business. It can be done through everything else that we have prayed for. But it is you guys that people see the kingdom come through. Well, the other thing I just really was impressed upon was, was that the Lord may give you a desire in your heart to seek out each other 
from ministry to community volunteers to churches to whatever these third sector things are, that the Lord would give you a hunger to search out each other and see what each other's doing and come together in unity to be a stronger force together and maximizing what the Lord has placed in your hand in terms of people and resource. So Lord, I just ask that you, co you, uh, you come upon the people standing here right now and the organizations that they represent. Father, I just ask that you just flood through them a sense of the magnitude of the vehicles they are for your kingdom to come. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you bring upon them the responsibility of what they do and what they do together to influence our communities and our areas. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you place deep within them a hunger to understand what each other is doing, a hunger to avoid duplication, a hunger to maximize potential together, a hunger to unlock their resources and their finances together for maximum effect for you, Lord. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that amongst everyone standing here, you would eradicate any flesh desire for empire building. You would wipe it from anything that comes upon them or anyone that is in their organizations. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that as I prayed for the finances, that you would sweep through every person here right now and the organizations they represent and bring a purity and bring an integrity and bring a new, fresh vibrancy and energy into what their desires are and what they do. So come, Lord Jesus, upon our third sector and ministry and community organizations in a new, fresh way for your kingdom to come, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why, why don't we all stand just as we finish this, this verse? Just, we read this last week. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of men. And so this week, this is what we just simply want to just pray release of. God's entrusted this. He's given it to us. We're his image bearers. And so... We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.